This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Judy Cho, and I am board certified in holistic nutrition. I focus on getting to root cause by using the carnivore cure elimination protocol to start with healing the gut. Okay, so today I just wanted to get on here really quick and talk a little bit about my thoughts on the Dr. David Perlmutter interview. I think it's really important for us to understand the importance of uric acid and how it affects metabolic disease. There is so much information in his book, and I highly recommend you get it. If you haven't watched our interview, I highly recommend going back and understanding the basics of why we have uric acid, what's the importance of uric acid, and what it can mean for your health if you have too high of uric acid levels. Now, on a carnivore diet, it is possible that your uric acid goes up. And for most people, they say that uric acid increasing may not be an issue. For some people, they say that uric acid is actually considered an antioxidant. And so there may not be an issue with uric acid levels increasing. You can check markers like EGFR for your kidney function, as well as your liver function of the ALT AST to kind of get a sense of how your kidneys and livers are doing. But you want to focus mostly on the kidneys and how it may be excreting your excess uric acid. What research that has been coming out to light lately is that uric acid actually can be damaging and increasing metabolic disease. I have an upcoming interview that is so fascinating that gets into a lot more of the details about uric acid and how fructose can be damaging to the body. Now, there were certain points that Dr. David Perlmutter and I talked about, and I didn't really get to give my thoughts on it. One thing that Dr. Perlmutter talked about is that we can get uric acid levels increased by essentially alcohol from alcoholic drinks, purines from meats, and breakdown of DNA and RNA. So basically, any animal products will have those molecules. And then also fructose, and fructose being the largest component of uric acid. So in his book, and when I asked him about fruit, he wasn't too concerned because. Fructose, the absorption of it can be decreased when you have fiber. And so most fruits have fiber with the fructose. And so he's right. In 
in essence, if you think of all the foods that we consume, high fructose corn syrup, fructose from juice, they have much more fructose and much quicker absorption than if you were to eat a piece of fruit with the fiber on it. But we have to think of the context within a carnivore or a meat-based community. One thing that we eat much more than the average American is we consume a lot more meat than the average person. If in general, we consume about 16 to 20 ounces of protein, that increases your purine levels a lot compared to the average person maybe having about nine ounces of protein a day, if that. And so when you are eating a lot more protein, which then breaks down to purines, and then you're either eating some of the canned fish, the smaller fish, um, or you are consuming a lot of liver and kidneys and a lot of organ meats, which are the highest form of purines. And then in fact, in the love diet from Dr. Perlmutter, he says to skip the organ meats. If you consume that much purines from our dietary intake, and then you have the fruit, maybe four or five pieces of fruit a day on a meat-based diet will be enough fructose to start causing uric acid levels to go up. If you are consuming a lot of meat, and then you are also eating organ meats and then adding fruits, it is most likely not ideal. And the best way, like Dr. Perlmutter talked about, is by checking your uric acid levels. If you are just not feeling well, like you're gaining weight on carnivore or your energy is low, meat plus fruit, which is mostly fructose, is not ideal. And then if you're eating organ meats, it is not ideal as essentially you are causing yourself to possibly get metabolic disease. We talked about insulin resistance and a variety of other diseases that comes with high uric acid levels, and then the ways to reduce these facets. If you are on a meat-based diet and your uric acid levels have come up, I think there is not enough data there right now to see if your uric acid levels have gone up because of the purines in your diet, but your insulin resistance has gone down, your glucose levels have gone down, and all your other biomarkers look good and you feel great that uric acid marker may be elevated. Maybe you had a large protein meal right before. Maybe you had some excess exercise like Dr. Perlmutter talked about are certain values that may increase your uric acid in that temporary check. You may want to just get one of those uric acid monitors and check for a week and see where your true uric acid levels are. You may have to reduce some of the meat consumption. Maybe if you're eating 20 ounces and that's the minimum you should be eating on a meat-only diet, you may have to include a little bit more intermittent fasting or extended fasting. Dr. Perlmutter talks about at least fasting 16-8, which is 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of actually being able to eat. The goal is that we need to reduce our insulin resistance. And from our discussion, we talked about how fructose is a cause for insulin resistance. So when there is so much information out there lately saying that PUFAs are the illness and that meat plus fruit is a beneficial diet, when you are eating a lot of purines and then adding the fructose, you may be causing yourself to have metabolic disease in the long run. One way to do it again is to check your uric acid levels. Another interview that's upcoming will talk about how you may look healthy externally. You may be thin, you may feel vibrant, but internally you may be starting to cause damage to your liver with the excess fructose. No one knows how much fructose is okay on a meat only or a meat-based diet. For someone to say that this amount is safe is just frankly risky.
with the research of uric acid and as uric acid becomes more prevalent of a conversation, we may need to reduce the factors that cause uric acid to increase. And the reality is it is purines and meats and seafood and especially liver and organ meats. And then also in fructose. So all forms of fructose, sugar, fructose, high fructose, corn syrup, basically all the processed foods. And then even if you're consuming too much fruit, remember it is context that matters. And when you're on a meat based or meat only diet, you are eating a lot more purines. And then on top of that, also alcohol. So if you're eating meat and alcohol, it may just not be a good mix. This is again, where you may need to check your uric acid levels and just get a pulse. So one thing that I'm not sure I fully agree with Dr. Perlmutter with the uric acid is I don't know if 5.0 is okay in terms of a meat-based community. We naturally are eating lots of meat. So maybe we need to test at times where we're fasting a little bit and see where the uric acid levels drop. Maybe when we are eating meat, our uric acid goes up because of the purines. But when we are fasting, we are excreting a lot of the uric acid. And so it's not staying in our blood. These are things that we just don't know as a meat-based community. And so I wouldn't be deterred from eating meat, but yes, I think that eating fructose on a high meat-based diet is concerning. I also think eating a lot of purines from organ meats is also concerning. You have to pick and choose the levers to give you optimal health and using all of them is probably not ideal, especially in the context of uric acid. Now, Dr. Perlmutter also talked about salt and that he is concerned with the levels of salt we are consuming. He says that salt can be a cause of uric acid levels to increase that we can endogenously produce or within our bodies produce more fructose. And in an upcoming interview, I will ask that specific question. Now, one thing he does bring up, though, is that if you drink water, it may be a non-issue. So I still believe that we need to make sure we're getting enough minerals in a low-carb diet. We don't retain as much water, and so we may need that extra sodium. Now, again, if you are drinking enough water, it may be okay. One thing I noticed about the meat-based community is that many of us do not feel thirsty. When you eat Chinese food, like the, the ones that you go in and you pick your sides and servings, it's rich in MSG salt fat. And so you get really thirsty and you start drinking a lot of water and that's probably to reduce the sodium load. But when you are on a low carb diet, you can take in all the salt, you can eat a lot of meat, but you don't feel really thirsty. And so I notice, especially with my clients that they don't drink enough water. If you are consuming salt, and I do recommend that we consume salt as a meat-based community, maybe not everyone needs it, but in general, salt is life, but you may need to make sure that you're hydrating enough. Listen to the interview with Dr. Perlmutter, but he talks about the dangers of dehydration and how it can cause metabolic imbalances. I don't know if it's necessarily that we do away with salt, but rather that we are making sure that we hydrate. And whenever we drink coffees and whenever we drink other drinks, they are diuretics that basically cause us to become more dehydrated. So make sure to drink that water. Dr. Perlmutter also talked about fiber. He says we need fiber. And so I asked him, how does fiber relate to uric acid? He said that if you eat fructose, that the fibers will protect the absorption rate. So it will slow down the absorption of fructose in the liver and then the rest of the body. 
Well, if you're not eating fructose, it may not be an issue. Um, I think he picked up on that because then after he brought up how it's really good for the gut microbiome. And I don't want to argue people that come onto my channel to just say, well, let me prove why fiber is not as needed. You can read the Carnivore Cure book and other podcasts and videos that I've done where I talk about why fiber is not as needed. We get butyrate, which is one of the forms of fiber from butter or other dairy products. There are also mammalian cells in the animals that can break down as food for our large colon. Lastly, one of the other short chain fatty acids is acetate, which you get from vinegar. So you can have some apple cider vinegar, which is good to digest foods. And it's also good to increase your stomach acid. So if you want to, if you're concerned, you can always take that. I do have a prebiotic product that I do sell just because there are people in the community that are worried about their fiber load. So you can always take these supplements in a supplemental form. But I will say that most of my clients do not take prebiotic fibers and they are doing just fine. The last thing I'll bring up is the supplement quercetin. So quercetin has been in the news a lot. Um, One thing is that it can be a benefit while you are struggling with COVID, for example. Dr. Perlmutter talks about many of the benefits of quercetin. If you want to take quercetin, I would recommend taking the supplemental form and not the food form. A lot of the foods that have quercetin like turmeric is really high in anti-nutrients. Again, this is where you're going to have to find that balance and figure out what's making sense for you. Quercetin can upregulate ATP, meaning that it can give your mitochondrial health more energy. And it's also considered a nootropic, which basically will help the brain with its inflammation. It will help to reduce it. There are studies that show that zinc can also do this, but in general with quercetin, if you are sensitive to flavonoids, which are in teas and some coffees and other vegetables and fruits, a high level of flavonoids are also found in quercetin. So you may have to be a little bit careful with that. Again, this is going to be very bio-individual. The last thing is that taking too many of these antioxidants in the Carnivore Cure book is that they can turn into pro-oxidants and actually cause the inflammation that we are not wanting to occur. Sometimes these pro-oxidants can also cause kidney damage. Again, there's a lot of information and it's just figuring out what makes sense for you. I refuse to just live in a silo and say meat only is the best and we can't have other people on the conversation to talk about some of the benefits that they have seen and the new research that's out there. It is such an important discussion to talk about uric acid and how purines affect that cycle. And then also how fructose also has a load on that. This is very, very important for the carnivore community because we eat high purine foods and we are also starting to introduce fruits because In the moment, it's giving us more energy, but of course, sugar gives us energy in the moment. The question is, is this a smart way of eating long-term? This is why this conversation is so important. These nuances that I brought up that I may have some differing opinions with Dr. Perlmutter, and for every individual person, the decision is yours to make. What I really want to share are levers to help you get better. If you are struggling on a carnivore diet, and so now you are adding fruit and you feel better, just be careful with your uric acid levels. Are you producing more future insulin resistance and metabolic disease? These are things that you have to consider because today you may feel good, but the long run, you may not figure out what works for you and what makes sense for you. But this is a discussion that needs to be said in the carnivore community. 
I hope this conversation with Dr. Perlmutter and future upcoming interviews will help you figure out what dietary changes you want to make on a meat-based diet. Ultimately, you have to figure out what makes sense, but maybe it's time that we all take a closer eye at the uric acid levels. Okay, guys, I hope that this shares a little bit of my opinion. I'm sure some of you guys watched the Dr. Perlmutter interview and started wondering, okay, so does that mean I have to eat less meat? Do I need to add more fiber? I hope that this explains a little bit of my stance. I still think meat-based is a very, very smart way of eating, but you should be careful with the level of purines. And especially if you're adding any bits of fructose, if you eat a lot of salt, make sure you are hydrating as it can make a world of a difference. All right, guys, make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I will talk to you guys later. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.